and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah Kiefer, and welcome to the March episode of my podcast. My friend Brian is here to join me again this month. You may have heard him on last month's show, and we are super excited because we have a lot of things to talk about today. So welcome back to the show, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hello. This is your third episode being an official co-host, Brian. Yes. How does it feel? Well, I have a trilogy under my belt, which is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> you, wait a second. We need to talk about something on the podcast here because I'm very jealous. You just got a motorcycle. I did. I did just get a motorcycle. <laughs> what prompted you to do that? It just seemed so out of the blue. You were like, I made a purchase. And then the next day you were like, I got a motorcycle. Uh, yeah, it was kind of um, it was kind of an impulse buy, sort of, with a little bit of history. Um, long story short, I've been meaning to get a motorcycle for a long time and it was actually going to be this specific model, uh, cause I'm a smaller dude and I don't need something that weighs like 10 times my weight cause if it falls <laughs> over, I die. Um, <laughs> my dad is a big biker. He rides a Harley and, um, we found someone selling this for super cheap. We went and checked it out, test drove it and it was perfect and I just kind of bought it. So I have a motorcycle now. <laughs> so you get good gas mileage. Get great gas mileage, and it's a Honda Rebel. Ooh. So that was like, I mean, Rebel, Rebel, come on. Oh, it can't I got not. you. Does it say you Rebel can't. on the tank? It does. You need to put a little Rebel emblem on there. I've actually been trying to figure out ways to Star Warsify it. Mm. And uh, it's white right now. And I was like, white's good, white's good, but white's Imperial. Or maybe switched up, I don't know. You Decals. could always uh, paint a helmet. Like if you're wearing a motorcycle helmet, you could make that part look Star Wars-y. I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought of making it an X-Wing helmet. Do it. That would be great. That would be awesome. It's happening. There will be Star Warsy things. Um, with the, 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 maybe not the most forward-thinking part of it all is I don't know how to ride a motorcycle at all. Oh. So, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so it was literally an impulse buy. I was like, I don't even know how to do this. So my dad drove it home. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, yeah, he's been teaching me to ride it. I've ridden it twice. <gasps> did not crash. Well, that's good. Uh, I mean, I don't want to brag, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Well, that's good you didn't crash yet. Um, yeah. I would be anxiously <laughs> awaiting the <laughs> Star Wars-y <laughs> elements that you will add because that would be really cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm pumped. Yeah. Get a motorcycle jacket with some patches on it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. And I had a recent awesome life event happen lately. It was not an oh, yes. impulse buy, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it was a new job. So I recently got hired by Hot Topic to be the associate digital media producer for Her Universe and Box Lunch. So <laughs> huge dream job for me because if you guys don't know, I love Her Universe. And it's a big deal to be involved with them whenever I can. And I've helped Ashley you know, for several years, um, with her clothing line, like at Star Wars weekends. And I've done some photography stuff for her, um, just, you know, as a favor because she's awesome, Yeah. but being able to be a part of a team with her universe and really create content for them is exciting. I'm going to be doing a lot of video work for them and running social media stuff. So that's really cool. But um, in a good way, it also changes my celebration plans. And we're definitely going to talk about celebration on the show because there's like so many new things that have been announced. But um, my plans for celebration have changed just a little bit because I'll be working the convention with her rather than being a normal guest. Um, and we're going to be working on a lot of fun stuff that I'm excited to do. But, yeah, it's going to be different because I've only ever been to a convention as either, like, a guest or as somebody who's sitting by the 501st booth. So it's going to be fun and new to be working alongside Ashley Eckstein with her universe stuff. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, as you should be. I mean, you're in it now. Yeah, and this job requires me to work at the Hot Topic headquarters, which is in L.A., so I'm moving after Celebration, which is really exciting. Yes, so yeah, that's uh, crazy my, big news. All my listeners out in L.A., I need you to send me good uh, like restaurant recommendations because I want to know all the good local places to eat. Um, but we need to talk about Celebration because yes. they have announced – a ton of stuff. First of all, 
they have released more special guests that are going to be at the show. And hello, Freddie Prince Jr. is going to be there again, but he's actually going to be signing autographs this time. And his wife, Sarah Michelle Geller, is going to be there. So mm-hmm. that's super cool. They're doing a photo op together, which kind of doesn't really make sense because their characters don't like really go together that well. <laughs> I mean, they're both in right. Rebels, obviously, but it's not like, you know, Kanan and Hera, like, you know, Freddie and Vanessa doing a photo shoot together. But it's still cool, and it's neat that people will get to meet both of them like at one time. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a big deal, especially anyone who, you know, knows their previous work. Yeah. It's a, I, I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar's a celebration. That's kind of crazy. That's insane. And that's why her price is so insane to get her autograph. It's like yeah. well over $100. I, I, I look at that, and then I look at Felicity Jones, and I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's comparable. Um, I just think it's really cool that they're coming back again. I really didn't expect that. And Sam Wetwer will also be there, and Vanessa yes. Marshall. So there's, like, more Rebels people. Taylor Gray is going to be there. Um, and then there's some classic people like Ian McDiarmid. We always have Billy D, people like that. So that's exciting. Um, they also also announced Riz Ahmed. So, oh, yo, yeah. more Rogue One people. I'll be in line for that. For sure. Yeah. He's, he seems so sweet. Right? Right? I peg him for, uh, you know, they're remaking a bunch of Disney movies. Mm-hmm. At, like, live action. How cool Aladdin. would it be to see him as Aladdin? Yes. Wouldn't that be great? He would be so cute. I'm for it. I'm so give give Bodie a monkey. Yes. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. He seems like like he would be a really nice person to meet. Not like not like there's a lot of people out there who are rude, but it seems like he would be oh, very yeah. genuine and excited to meet people, I think. I agree. I agree. Do you remember when uh Rogue One had like just come out and he shared this picture on Instagram and it was like a photo he drew when he was like five years old? What? And it no, was, it I haven't was, seen this. Oh, it was great. It was him talking about like when Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader get old. And he just drew them. What? It's all so right. great. I'm going to look that up when we get done talking about all of this stuff because that sounds adorable. I only recently started following him on Instagram because I'm a horrible person and I guess I didn't even <laughs> realize he had an Instagram. Right. So I just did that like a couple weeks ago. But I'll have to stalk him and like go through all his old pictures. <laughs> it's worth it. He's just, he seems like the coolest dude. And somebody who's like, a, like what I love about uh, this is like, when you get people who are working in it that are also big fans, mm-hmm. it's like a, a community that builds itself. Yeah. And I just really, really like that as opposed to if you've got someone who's like, eh, you know, it's a job, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, they but actually he's, care. He's, yeah. Riz Ahmed seems like the real deal, which is super cool. Yeah. I'm excited to meet him. It's like, how can you not be excited if you're working for right? a Star Wars movie? E- either right. being a star of it or being behind the scenes. Like, I don't see how anyone could just look at that as like eh, it's a job like how can you right? not freak out over that agreed it's so cool i mean um, we don't know how i'd react <laughs> uh, well you would cry first and then i think you'd poop in your pants correct but i would do that inside and i would be very professional for anyone who's listening and has contacts yes. um. <laughs> <laughs> you would wear uh what are those pull-up diapers for adults um, yeah that de- depends depends yes <laughs> not that i know or <laughs> I, I almost said pampers, I and I was like, nope, those are for the babies. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, side note, Brian is very professional, so I'm not. So professional. Um, <laughs> Moving <yeah>. on. Backtrack, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> They also released a few pictures of some of the merchandise that they're going to have at the Celebration store. They did. And they have this one shirt. It looks like a guy's cut but I'm probably going to have to get it because I love Raglan t-shirts and I love those like three quarter length sleeves and they have one. It's a black shirt with red sleeves and it has the 40th anniversary logo on the front. And it's just like so simple, so classic. It looks a little vintage. Like it'll be cool if you wore that shirt a lot and it got really faded, you know, and it would look like old school. I dig it a lot. And they have this really cute little plushy, of the Sarlacc pit and a little Boba Fett is holding on to it. So it looks like they he's do. about to fall in. It's really adorable. I, I like the lanyard a lot. Oh, the lanyard is beautiful. And I, and I don't like, I'm not a lanyard guy, but then I'm like, dude, it's the Medal of Yavin. And like, you're wearing it and it holds your badge. Whoever thought of this, 
well done. It's really pretty. And then like the band part of the lanyard is kind of like a goldish brown. Like it's really yeah. pretty. And it has a celebration logo on it. So that's really cool. And then they have this cute little shirt that looks like BB-8, but he's an orange. Yeah. Because obviously Florida is a sunshine state. We have lots of oranges. So mm -hmm. that's really cute. And then they have a Ray t-shirt, which looks similar to the shirt that they had uh, back in London. But this time it's Ray from like the end of The Force Awakens. Right. So it, I think it's got... the badge art, isn't it? It is. I think so. Yeah, I, li I like that shirt a lot. I, think I it's like cool. that too. It's kind of like in a sketch design. So it looks really nice. Um, I also noticed people are getting their last jedi shirts they're being shipped out yes. so that's exciting oh did you get your badges i got my badges yes i did good i did not order a shirt oh but i got a badges i the red the red letterings i don't know i know Does it's it significant, bug you? i don't know how i feel about it really yeah i just red and me just don't mix i think i love it more than any other color lettering yeah you're not not the yellow i think the red is my favorite Mm, I mean, I it's, mean, it's like evil and dark side and like bad. That's probably why happen, I don't like it. Be so good. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm like, get that out of here. <laughs> yeah. You don't want any bad stuff. And I'm just like, make Vader kill everybody. Obviously, Vader's not going to be in that movie, but I just watched Rogue right. One again today. So I'm still in Rogue One mood. Um, oh. Gosh, that movie what? is amazing. That just came out on, you know, digital version. So you can download mm. it You can buy it and download it, which is exciting. Um, mm. But back to Celebration. Yes. Uh, they also released quite a bit of the stage schedules with lots of panels on them. And they I did. haven't really gone through these. And I have to complain for like two seconds because <laughs> they have all of these. I don't know if this is the final uh, schedule or if this is just a preview. Not sure. But they have all of the schedules separated by stage. And I can't yeah. find a place where you can see all of them on the same piece of paper. Sure, so, or like by time. Yeah, maybe whenever the app is available, it'll be more organized in there. But right. it's just annoying, like having to click on each stage. Um, mm -hmm. But I have to point out, on the Galaxy stage, on Thursday, I believe, at 1.30 to 2.30, there's a panel with Dave Filoni and Pablo Hildago about... Rebels and the Clone Wars. It's called Dave Filoni Animated Origins and Unexpected Fates. Mm -hmm. And I have been predicting that they're going to announce a new animated show at Celebration. Because obviously Dave Filoni is working on something else right now. It seems like right. It seems like he's preoccupied with another project. I could be wrong, but I think you're right. I get that notion. And I think if they were to announce something on Thursday about a new show, then they could sell merchandise the rest of the weekend with the title of this new show on uh, products. Uh, good idea. So I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but if they did announce a new show, I think it would be so cool if they did that on Thursday and then you could like buy a t-shirt with the logo on it because I remember when Rebels was announced, you could buy Rebels t-shirts and stuff. So hopefully um, they'll do something like that if there's even a new show, if it's even going to be announced, it would be fun um, if they did a big reveal at Celebration. But who knows? But I figure, okay, Pablo's in the panel, you know, maybe. Yeah. I don't <laughs> That's know. That's pretty much what I'm doing is like, what panels is Pablo going to be at? Because I'm going to try to be at all those panels. Yeah, they need a filter for his name. They need like, a, instead of a stage schedule, they need like a person schedule and you can just click on his name. Agreed. It's called like Stalkers for Star Wars or yes. something like that. But not really. That We're going to make stalk. that into an app. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they'll find people and arrest them quickly, quicker. <laughs> this is obviously not the final panel schedule because a lot of time slots say coming soon. So I guess this is yeah. just the preview. But it's nice that they have quite a bit of information on like the big panels and stuff. Sure, so sure. that's fun. What are you excited to go to, Brian? Uh, I mean, I'm really excited for the 40th. Um, just on the off chance that George Lucas is there. Yes. Um, I'm pumped for the Rebels Season 4 sneak peek, mm -hmm. especially having just finished Rebels. Mm -hmm. uh, anything with Pablo Hidalgo is, like, top of my list. Yes. Um, I I mean, it's it's a lame answer to say all of it, but those, I think, are the tops. Yeah. Currently. 
because I really want to go to the episode eight panel. But after we talked about it, like doing both, I don't know if I have the 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 capacity to do both as a human being that needs sleep. Right. <laughs> they um, also released some information about how the whole lining up situation is going to go. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go through all of that, but at least they've put out some very detailed information on that. Because if you want to go to one of these panels, like the big panels, you have to wait all night in line. Um, So it's good that they posted information and like, you know, every detail you need to know is on that list. Right. So that's nice. Um, Did you notice there's no there's no Mark Hamill anything anywhere yet? Is that weird? I think that is very weird. Because, I mean, episode eight's coming. He's kind of a big deal, and he usually does those talks. Or even James Arnold Taylor. You know, he does that, like, talking oh. to myself hour special. Hasn't seen that anywhere. Can we talk about James for a second? We can. I am so sad for him because... Ditto. Nothing against Stephen Stanton. He did a great mm-hmm. job voicing Obi-Wan in Twin Sons. Like, zero complaints about that. But for sure. it just hurt my heart knowing... James wasn't selected to do Obi-Wan's voice again. And I think he was a little blindsided by it because he posted a video on Twitter after the announcement. And then he, you could tell he was upset. He wasn't invited to celebration and it just, it just hurt my heart. Like I love him. Same, same. I, when I saw the video, I was like, I feel so horrible right now because he tweeted like, you know, that's enough star Wars for today. Yeah. Uh, He had to like take a break from Twitter. And I was like, that sucks. They hurt his feelings so badly. Yeah. But, like, I mean, he's got his own uh, studio that he's building that I see yeah. online. And then he's going to be making his own programming, I'm sure. So I'm, exci- I'm excited for him. It sucks what really happened. But, I mean, yeah. it's so awesome. You know he's going to come back and do some great stuff. Yeah. I hope we get to see him at Star Wars events again in the future, though, because it's a shame that the Clone Wars cast isn't really featured in events anymore. Right. Um, because it's like that show went on for so long. And yes, a lot of people have gotten to meet those people. But I also miss seeing and hearing from those people because it felt like they were part of our lives for so long because that show went on for so many years. Um, and I totally understand like Rebels is the hot topic right now and everybody watches that and wants to talk about it. But I still have a soft spot in my heart for Clone Wars and I miss like that group of people. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. But as like you said, you know, Rebels is kind of the thing that's here now. Clone Wars was bit. Um, I mean, I mean, what can you say? Yeah. You know, because James Arnold Taylor's such a dude. He seems so cool, so talented. He's done so many things. I, I'm with you as well. With uh, the big thing, you know, the big thing about that with me was the fact when he said they didn't even approach him to try. Yeah. You know, that's what got me because I'm a huge Stephen Stanton fan. Mm-hmm. I think he's incredible and he did a phenomenal job but the fact that they didn't even ask him to do it i think that's what really hurt his feelings and that makes me yeah i think that hurt my feelings for him whenever i realized that too i agree but at least james had a good long run as obi-wan because he voiced him in the micro series too yeah so he got to be friends with Obi-Wan for a long time and it's cool now that Steven is getting to do that as well because he did a really good job with the voice. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into that. Oh, (laughs) yes we will. But we also need to talk about the art that's going to be at Celebration. Have you looked through the exclusive artwork? I have. What do you think? I, I, you know what? I'm going to find my, my favorite one. I really liked the Han and Chewie one quite a bit. The one with them back to back. Yes. Um, I like that one a lot. I'm kind of particular about art. I don't know why. Oh. It's like certain things I like, like the the colors. Yeah. Um, I don't really like bland things. I don't like super super. Um, I don't know the best way to describe it. I don't, I like. I don't like things that look too realistic. I like stuff that's really stylized. And I think yeah. they had some some things that looked extremely realistic, which is amazing because I mean. I can't even draw a stick figure, but it's cool. They had a good variety of stuff. There was one piece though. Her, her, the artist's name is Lindsay Bush, and it's this beautiful Ahsoka piece. It looks very, very Japanese inspired, and it kind of looks like a watercolor. 
Um, it's just gorgeous though. The colors are like really pinkish and purple. It's like super feminine, but it shows a lot of her life and it shows a lot of her when she was in Rebels. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, there was also a piece by uh, Matt Bush that was just like a collection of all these nostalgic pieces of merchandise and current piece pieces of merchandise all piled into one um, piece of art. So that was really cool. They had like old comic books and then they had like new Funkos and it was really neat to see like all of these toys together and some of them are old and some of them are new. So I thought that was really pretty too. Oh yeah, the exclusives of this show, specifically Funko, oh. was basically made for me. Yes. Uh, I, I, do, I don't collect Funko. I've never been a, a big Funko guy. But but there is a holographic Qui-Gon Jinn that I must have because, if anybody knows, I am borderline obsessed with Qui-Gon, my all-time favorite Star Wars character, and to have a celebration exclusive that is Qui-Gon. Yes. I mean, it kind of bugs me a little bit because it's a hologram Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon never was in hologram, but that's fine. That's yeah. fine. If it's Qui-Gon, I want it. And they have a 442nd Siege Battalion clone trooper. <gasps> I didn't see that. Oh, yes. Oh, my and gosh. For those that know me, I have one of those that I built over nine months, and it's 501st approved. Like, that's my clone. And now it's there's you. merchandise with it. Yes, absolutely. Did you enter the Funko lottery thing? Oh, yes, the second I heard it. Can you explain that to our listeners? From what I understand, they did this because... They don't want people lining up a whole lot but uh, at the booth. So what they're doing is they're having a lottery that you can enter now. And I think uh, early April, they're going to announce the winners. And the winners get to get the chance to buy these exclusives. I think and, that's really smart. Yeah, especially for them being like a single booth amongst the, and the way collectors are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great idea. But and it, it makes harder for me to get it <laughs> sometimes it's just dangerous whenever places have exclusives because collectors are crazy mm -hmm. and they will run and push and fight for a ten dollar action figure oh, so yeah. i think it's smart that funko is doing this and it would be cool if other booths did something like that as well um you know but who knows i guess we'll have to see how this goes because i've never heard of them doing this lottery thing before yeah me neither they I did something at what booth? I think it was the Hasbro booth in London. They did a thing where you, they gave out these um, vouchers in the morning. You had to get a voucher. They only had like 100 per day. And if you had that voucher, you could go buy the exclusive Kylo Ren um, Black Series figure that they had. Mm -hmm. And that was crazy trying to get those. And they were given out so quickly. So who knows if they'll do something like that again for Celebration. But Hallmark released their exclusive Itty Bitties and my brain exploded because <laughs> I collect these things and I honestly think that I'm going to have to chill on collecting them because I don't know if I'll be able to get the Hallmark ones this year. So right. at Celebration they have a regular red snaggletooth. There's a blue snaggletooth. There's an Ithorian as well. And then in later later this year at other conventions, they're going to have Ponda Baba, my favorite, oh. and Greedo. So there's like all these amazing ones coming out of vintage aliens that I'm obsessed with. And I need them all, but I don't think I'm going to be able to wait in line for right. the Itty Bitties at Celebration. And then afterwards, they're on eBay for like a jillion dollars for mm -hmm. like a $20 mm -hmm. plushie. So I might have to chill on getting the ones at Celebration, but wherever Ponda Baba is going to be, I have to hunt him down. But I think that might be a Comic-Con exclusive. I can't remember exactly what convention that one's going to be at, but it's not Celebration, so I don't have to worry about it next month. Gotcha. Just just make friends and be like, listen, here's yes. the deal, team. Everyone get a ticket. If you get one, I'll pay you handsomely. Exactly. And That's I my... need it. Yeah, exactly. Because he's my That's favorite. A, I've... I've had people contact me and we're like, dude, I entered the lottery so you can get Qui-Gon. I was like, Aww. you're my friend. You're my friend. I'm going to enter it. I was going to do that yesterday and I forgot, but I'm going to do it just because, you know, why not? And then yeah, if I can't not? go, I can just give my ticket to somebody like you. 
Oh, stop it, you. Didn't they come out with, like, a regular Qui-Gon Funko at New York Comic Con one year? They, they did. Um, I heard about it afterwards, and now it's, like, worth over $300 on the internet. Good lord. That's and insane. I was like, mm, that's a bit. So uh, Every time they give one of those away on Twitter, I'm like, tag Brian, tag Brian. <laughs> I, I do, and I'm like, just pick, pick me. They're, like, <laughs> they're always like, uh, what is it? Tell us why you want this Funko. And I was like, I want it more than everyone here. I guarantee that. <laughs> Everyone's like, eh, it'd be cool, Qui-Gon. I'm like, you don't understand. You don't understand. This is serious business. <laughs> this fictional character formed my idea of life. <laughs> Next time, we'll just round up my listeners and make them tweet Funko and tell them to give it to you. And we'll just all be like, you don't understand. He really needs this. I'm telling you, if it's Qui-Gon, I'm interested. It's my dude. It's pretty cool. They need to do more merchandise of him. But You're telling me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and more Ponda stuff. Now that there's more Ponda Baba stuff coming out, like it makes yeah, me so yeah. happy. He's kind of getting popular. Yeah, absolutely. We got two guys playing him now, so that's cool. Yeah, it's exciting. So once one's more accessible, get on it, Savannah. I'm getting on it. Um, awesome. <laughs> I think that wraps up most of the celebration news. Can you think of anything that we haven't covered? Um, I remembered the print that I, that I want to get. It's oh. the Bays and Cheer one. <laughs> <gasps> yes. There's oh one gosh. of Bays and Cheer it and they're like, uh, Cheer it has his hand on Bays' shoulder and there's just like knocked out stormtroopers all around them. What's the artist's name? Stephen Hayford. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm clicking on this. Incredible. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love the light in that yes. artwork. Oh, I have to I have to rep one of my amazing friends, Danny Haas. He got selected to do a piece for celebration. It's called I Am No Jedi and it's Ahsoka. And it's really cool because in the background, well, first of all, it's Ahsoka from Rebels and she has her white lightsabers, and then in the back you can see Vader's helmet and Anakin's face. So it's really, really cool. She looks super powerful and awesome. And Danny's a really awesome guy. I've gotten like probably six or seven pieces of commissioned artwork from him because he's just so talented. And he lives in Orlando, so he's a little local friend. Um, but definitely check out his art piece because it's if you're an Ahsoka fan, you're going to love it. It is super cool. I love seeing Ahsoka artwork. I wish there was more Ahsoka, like apparel i'm hoping her universe kind of bumps that up a little bit more because they have like the ahsoka tunic top and they have like t-shirts but i want like i want like an ahsoka dress that i can wear to celebration Ooh, i mean i actually had a lego dress i know i'll just take that from lucasfilm they have it on display i think it would fit me there you go i've seen fanboys we can figure it out i don't think they would notice if it went missing i think ashley's also doing I don't know if this is just at WonderCon, but also at Celebration. I'm not sure. But I know at WonderCon, she's doing a signing. And I think she's going to be signing the Ahsoka Funko Pops. So that's really cool. And then she has a shirt coming out at WonderCon and Celebration of artwork that Dave Filoni did. I think it may have been for a storyboard whenever Vader and Ahsoka clash lightsabers for the first time in the Rebel Season 2 finale. It's a really cool gray t-shirt, and it's unisex, so guys can wear it too. And then it has the artwork on the front. It's in, like, really muted tones, like, earthy-looking tones. It's nothing really bright or flashy, so it's really casual. And she's going to have that at Celebration, so that's really cool. Sweet! So now that I've talked about that enough, I think we should talk about Rebels. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's get into it. (sighs) boy so if you haven't to my listeners if you haven't watched the rebels episode twin sons or the season finale um you need to tune out for the rest of the show because we're gonna be getting into it um the show faux show so let's start with twin sons i want to hear you talk about this episode first before i chime in are you sure go for it <clears throat> clear okay. your throat uh- <laughs> Yeah, let's, uh, here we go. Overall, like, like the episode quite a bit. Absolutely adored the last, like, five, ten minutes. The, uh, the, the fact that it was, like, 85% Ezra on Tatooine, 
I was like, okay, I'm not the biggest Ezra fan. I like him. I'm so glad he's not as like super whiny as he was before. But I'm still, I, I don't know. I just want him to listen to Kanan, and he doesn't. He's yeah. like, I'm just gonna go do my thing. And I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. It's his character. I understand. I'm just not the biggest fan of it. Um, I also think they've been underutilizing Kanan this season. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, I liked that it showed Maul in the desert. And it gave a real look at how difficult it is to find a single person on a planet. Because yes. we don't really see that very often. You know, it's like, all right, we go to the planet, we find them. It's, it's quick because right. of time. Um, and we see that he's, <laughs> he's going crazy. Um, Sam Witwer, incredible. Dude. Incredible job. Love him. Um, we lost Chopper for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, pre- that's pretty sad. But then, you know, you know he's going to come back. But then I'm, I'm going to skip to the end because it's where we're going to get nitty gritty. Ben and Maul. The yes. showdown we've waited forever for. Yes. I've been waiting forever for Maul to die. For obvious reasons, we talked about Qui-Gon earlier. So when they brought him back in Clone Wars, I was like, what is happening? He was dead. I got my immediate revenge when he got cut in half and went down the thing. So they brought him back and he was crazy. I'm like, all right, so just put him out of his misery. And they kept him going and turned into a great arc. You know, Savage and all that stuff, Mandalore and everything. And then they didn't kill him off. I was like, okay, well, when he comes back in Rebels, maybe we'll get it. So then they they bring him to Ben Kenobi, which is something we hadn't seen before in, in Rebels or anything like that. Um, and I loved that Ben was just, like, so a Jedi master now. Like, being in the desert for so long with nothing to do but commune with Qui-Gon and Yoda and, like, hone his skills... To go from this, like, warrior general that he wasn't supposed to be in the prequels to this, like, serene master and just totally calm. You know, you're not supposed to be here, Ezra Bridger. And you're like, okay, well, he knows who Ezra is already through the Force. He's so, like, oh, Maul sent you here because he's coming to get me. I love that in tuneness that the Jedi are supposed to have. You know, because the Jedi totally lost their way in the prequels. Um, So to see Ben just so in tune was great to see but then maul shows up Mm -hmm. and you're like oh snap things are gonna go down this is gonna be the greatest fight ever can't wait gonna be excited ezra hop on my do back handle (laughs) your business i'm take care of this and this this moment i love that maul is like talking down to obi-wan you know he's like he calls him a rat in the desert yeah he's like i came to kill you but maybe i'll just leave you here totally like you're nothing. I can see you, and you're. Why I shouldn't even kill you because you're already dumb. Yeah. Um. And Ben's response was like, "Look what I've raised above." So in so in tune. Just like if you come here, you're gonna get some business. And so, he turns his lightsaber on, and this I I cannot stress enough how much I loved how this was shot, because you get Maul turning his lightsaber on, and Ben's just standing there. And he's like, oh, maybe you're protecting something. Maybe you're protecting someone. And when he says that, it's a close-up of Ben's face, and then you just see the light of his lightsaber. So it's not even like he makes a big thing about turning his lightsaber on, let's go. You don't even see the lightsaber turn on. You see the glow. Like, oh, snap, things just escalated because he mentioned someone. It's it's game time yes. for Ben. And the first thing he does is he goes into the, you know, the Obi-Wan, like, Saber above the head, pointing two fingers stance that he did in three, um, which is great. And then he brought it down into the old Ben stance where it's like kind of in front of you, which I thought was really cool. What I wasn't expecting was then he goes into the Qui-Gon stance, which, as we've said, I was pretty pumped for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, and I recognize this immediately. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. <gasps> it's Qui-Gon stance. And then there's a bunch of stare-offs. And what I like about this is I'm a big, 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 big fan of Japanese and Chinese cinema. Samurai stuff. I'm obsessed with samurai. I did kendo for a bunch of years and all that. Um, so to see the way this was, there's a huge stare-down. And anyone who's been in that sort of position, any sort of fight or bout or spar or whatever, it's like chess. You're looking ahead and you're planning what move you're about to do. And they're doing the same thing. And it's kind of like in your head you're having the fight before you actually go for it. And that's happening. And these guys have fought so many times. Like, you know they've got to know what, what the other one's going to bring to the table. Well, <laughs> they do. <laughs> well. <laughs> Darth, <laughs> Darth, 
Darth Maul is like, let's do this. And Ben was like, let's. And if you notice, Ben only does one move. He blocks two attacks from Maul and then cuts right down the middle of him. And it's if you look literally very, very closely, so short. It's, it's so short. And if you look very closely, he's doing... Maul's trying to do the same move that killed Qui-Gon. Yes. If you look really, really close, he's like trying to hit him in the face with his hill, and Ben saw right through it, cut him right down the middle. And he was that like, was dude, so... I lived that moment. I learned from that. <laughs> exactly. See what I've risen above. And yes. just so... Hand, he's not playing around anymore. The second he's like, oh, maybe you're protecting someone, Ben is like, it is game time. I'm going to end this right away. Yeah. And we talked about it. Um, I showed you that scene from Seven Samurai. Yes. And this was a straight-up homage to Kyuzo's scene in Seven Samurai. One hit, game over. And while I would have loved a crazy long fight, I loved this somehow more because it was so poetic and so... Oh, so it was a Jedi in his prime, and it's a way that we haven't necessarily seen Ben before. Uh, and if you can't tell, I loved it. I thought you it was great. You loved it. And then I texted you, and I was like, yo, bro, I got probs with this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah. And my mind is open to it now, but I originally had a problem with this episode because, first of all, it's a 22-minute show, you know, without having commercials and so it's it's very short and I timed it and Ezra was involved walking around for 15 minutes so that mm. only left seven minutes of the story left and I I had an issue with that because I got bored quickly like yeah very quickly yep. and I was like oh my god if I didn't know what was going to happen at the end of this episode like if I didn't know Ben and Maul were going to meet I would just give up like I just would stop watching it um, but obviously right. I'm on social media and that was the thing that was hyped up was like, yo, they're going to face off again. You got to watch it. So I kept watching, right. <laughs> but it just went on and on and on and on and on. And then I was expecting a big duel and not that they were going to be like flipping through the air or anything crazy like that, but I just expected it to last longer than like 0.3 seconds. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not even two yeah, seconds. Absolutely. Point three. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think I just I don't get too excited about rebels anymore. Like I don't I don't get too hyped up because that has let me down a lot in the past. But I did get a right. little hyped for this episode. Like I don't even know if, if hyped is the word. I think I just had false expectations um, because on social media, it's a big deal. Their marketing was just like all about the duel. And it, they showed right. pictures of Obi-Wan and Maul with their lightsabers ignited. And I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be amazing. There's so many years of torment and torture and suffering that's gone into this, you know, with Maul and everything. Like, it's going to be great. And it's going to be like this awesome duel. And then it happened. And even when he sliced Maul, I was like, did he die? Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> because it was so quick. He didn't cut yeah. him in half. He just cut him up the front of his body. And I was like... Yo, he yeah. survived half of this already. Like, he got cut in half and right. survived it. Is this little slice up the front really going to kill him? So, he, like, closes Maul's eyes in the show. And then I was still like, I don't know, man. Is he faking it? Is this real? What's going on? Like, they didn't show his body <laughs> burning or anything. And then I watched Rebels right. Recon. And they explained it more. And they were like, yep, Maul's dead. And I'm just like, okay, if you say so. So, I think, I don't. I guess I just had false expectations, um, which is my fault. But I also think that Rebels Recon explained a lot of it. And Rebels Recon was 12 yeah. minutes this time. It was a 12-minute episode. And I have a yeah. problem with Recon explaining episodes. I don't mind if they answer a couple questions. I don't mind if they get into the behind-the-scenes of it. But I don't think that Recon should be a show that explains the episodes. And they really did explain that. And I had a problem with that. So, sure. I don't know. I just had an issue with that episode because I just expected something totally different. And I wanted it to be a little more epic, I think. And it was very, like you said, it was like samurai stylized, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know if it felt true to the characters, in my opinion. So, I think right. I need to watch it again. Um, 
after processing it for a long time because I only watched it twice at first and that was when I was still kind of angry about it. Um, But after talking to you and I talked to a lot of other people that liked it, but then I also talked to some people that agreed with me. Um, Right. So there were definitely a lot of strong, you know, opposite opinions about this episode. I watched... I watched Facebook pretty closely after it aired because I wanted to see what people thought because I was like, "Um, I don't know if I'm the only person in the universe that didn't like this or what. Um, But it kind of seemed split. A lot of people liked it. And then there were some other people that didn't. So I unfortunately am on the didn't like it side, which is unusual for me because I usually like like Rebels. but sure. It's fine. But then we got the season finale. Yes. And we got it today. We are recording this episode on Saturday. We got it today. I laid in bed and watched it at like 10 a.m. this morning because I realized it was on the Disney XD app. You just recently finished it, like right before we started talking. So yes. uh, you're still in the fresh opinions mode. So I'm going to let you go at this one as well. Because I'm very curious. We haven't talked about this at all. I have no idea what you think. Yes. um, I loved it. I was glued to the screen the whole time. I actually, uh, because I watched it on my laptop as well, and Monique was coming in, and she's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, things are just really intense right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. No uh, way. (laughs) Yeah. One second. It'll be okay, I hope. Yeah. I hope. I don't know. It's not done. Uh, Zeb is all right at the current time. We're all right. Yes. Um. I love Thrawn. Oh, uh, yeah. The Timothy Zahn books were great. Having him back in Rebels has been great. I know a lot of people didn't like that he didn't do anything up until now. You know, it's like, oh, they got away. Well, that was part of my plan all along, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I liked seeing how we got to see how strategic he is in the moment when it's game time. Uh, so that was crazy. You yeah. know, we're going to just post up here. We're going to let him have it for a little bit and then we'll wait. We'll send out the little walkers to find out where their minds are. Then we'll send the big ones. Yes. Like the whole time I was like, how are the rebels going to get out of this? Um, and I totally thought somebody was going to die. So I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, yeah. oh no, oh no. Um, and it could have been anybody, yeah. you know, cause nobody with the exception of Hera and the ghost itself and chopper, like everyone is expendable. Um, cause we see them in rogue one or we hear of Hera, see chopper and the ghost. Um, so I was really nervous because a lot of people were saying it was going to be Zeb. And I was like, it better not be because he's my favorite character. Uh, luckily, it wasn't. I was uh, expecting so I really it to be seeing... Rex. I, it, you know what? When they were at the shield gate, I thought it was going to be as well. Yeah. He's like, if this thing blows up, what are we going to do? I was like, you're going to die and I'm going to be sad. Yeah. We're all going to cry. Um, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> uh, think about I mean, Rex is the, arguably the most expendable member. Yeah. Being that he's from the Clone Wars, like if he died, uh, they can—they're not going to lose a integral part of the Ghost crew because Rex is there, but he's also more than that. Yeah, you know he's not—you he, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so very well could have been Rex. Uh, I got very very nervous for Callus mm-hmm. because it is—it's very rare that I connect with uh, a bad guy in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I I like them, but even as a kid, I was like. You know, it's it's harder to be good, and I've always believed that. So I'm obsessed with Jedi because I mean Qui Gon. I keep bringing up Qui Gon. Now okay. I sound crazy. It's okay. <laughs> he doesn't anyway, get enough love uh, in this world, so you can supply all of it on this show. <laughs> I will be the pallbearer for Qui Gon Jinn. Well, he, he talks about you know being a Jedi isn't easy, and it's a hard life even if you do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that because everyone gives him the like two goody two shoes kind of mantle. When it's like a, it's a very hard life of sacrifice, and like Ben lived in the desert for like two decades, yeah, just watching a kid that he hopes is going to be the hope of the galaxy, yeah, you know, like it's it's so hard to be a Jedi, um, so I I've always connected with the Jedi, and I try to be that, and I, I really enjoy that. So when I see bad guys, I was like, I hope the good can triumph over this because bad is difficult, and Vader is the most terrifying thing ever, which we've talked about. Um, so Callus, in season one, I loved his character because it was whoever thought of the idea of giving the villain of season one the same weapon as Zeb, and have that whole history. Yes. Really, like, wow, what a great villain to where yeah. your guy is. This is the weapon of my people, and you have that. Why do you have that? So there's so much emotional depth already. 
Um, so I liked him from that. I was like, whoa, this dude has that weapon. So I hate him even more because he's like disrespecting my favorite character's culture. Yeah. But then in my favorite episode of Rebels, the honorable ones, you find out he didn't steal it. He got into a fight with another Lasan, and then he gave it to him as like a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this yeah. depth. So when I found out that Callus was Fulcrum, I was like, oh, man. And I got pumped. Yeah. Because this guy that I liked as a bad guy is risking everything to be a good guy. And when, when, when he's sending that transmission really quickly in this episode, and then he turns around and Thrawn is there. I was like, oh, God, no. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then as awesome as Callus is, he goes, you know what? Step up, son. And puts his fists up yeah. and fights Thrawn. Like, that is the most hardcore thing <laughs> an Imperial has done. We saw this dude sparring droids. Yeah. You know how hard droids are? And yeah. Thrawn is, like, punching him with his fists. And Callus like, got some good hits in. I mean, it wasn't good enough, but I, I was like, really oh, no, they're going to kill him. I have to make a note it's here. So- I loved that they had a fist fight because in Star Wars, right? you see so many, you know, battles with lightsabers or blasters or, you know, light whips or whatever. Like, there's all these different kinds of weapons, and it's, it's kind of rare that you see, like, a hand-to-hand combat situation yeah it's true and i loved that and it kind of went on for a little bit like you know they fought for a little bit and then it stopped and i was like really is that it and then they kept going and i was like oh cool like this is awesome yeah kicking each other in the head and then like callus real quick like slant breaks his communicator so the transmission gets through yeah and that's like oh he's gonna die but at least he went out swinging yeah um so i really like that i loved kanan in this um, Kanan was very Jedi in this, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Bindu, that was interesting. Okay, can I get my opinions on this before <laughs> you do? Because you love Bindu, yeah, please. right? I loved him. Oh, oh, until good. Now. Okay, okay, we're gonna be on the same page. <laughs> Woo! Um, okay. <laughs> so I never disliked Bindu. I just felt like he didn't really fit in the Star Wars universe. Um, I don't know why I felt like that. I just think that. I'm very familiar with like the Jedi and then you have the empire and then you have like these clear good, bad sides and the things in the middle kind of mess with my mind. And Bendu is just such an off the wall character that I still can't comprehend if I like him or not. Um, But I felt (laughs) so with this episode, I'm going to get into my thoughts of it. So with the entire episode, I loved the first part. Like, I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Hey, we have Death Troopers from Rogue One in here. Like, this is great. You know, there's all these connecting ties. Love Thrawn. And I knew that they were waiting to, like, really use his character, like, the entire season. So Mm -hmm. I had high expectations for him in this episode because I felt like they were really holding back on him for a reason. And I assumed it was for the finale. And so they did a great job with him. And then I thought, oh, man, what's going to happen in the second half? Is everybody going to die? Is Thrawn going to go crazy? Is he going to die? Like, what's going on here? And then Bendu came around. And I was like, what? This is such a cop-out. <laughs> like, this is, like, cheating. You know, this is... Right. I just... He came a storm. He came as a storm. And lightning was, like, killing troopers and, you know, knocking down walkers. And I was just like... A little weird. What are we watching here? <laughs> like, yeah, I just really Agreed. wasn't expecting that at all, and I felt like it was such a cheap. I don't want to say cheap because that really doesn't credit the people who are writing this show. I just, right. I guess it really threw me off. Um, I think I Agreed. might need to watch it again to see how I really feel about it. But I only saw it that one time this morning, and I was just like, "What is happening here?" Um, and I haven't really I, I, read anybody else's opinions on this episode. So how did you feel about that? I, well, okay. I loved Bendu up until now mm. because I liked Bendu because I didn't understand him. And it's like you said, you know, it's always been the light side and the dark side, mm-hmm. the Ashla and the boat. But to have a guy that's like, I'm the one in the middle, you know, which he likes to say. Yeah. Um, I, I loved his design. He's like a space moose rock biter. Yeah. Force. Space Moose. I love that. Um, yeah, hashtag Space Moose. Um, <laughs> so I I like his design a lot. Um, the whole bit with the holocron when he's like, oh, it's both, and you put them together and you can see things. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So he knows about the Force. But this episode, it was like, I don't know. He kind of like, I don't want to get into a fight. I don't want to get involved. And Kanan's like, you should. And he goes, well, I'm going to be a storm instead. 
so that was it was really strange. I did not expect him. Like I don't know what I was looking at. Like you said, I was what's going on because I didn't know if he was the storm. But then you yeah. find out he's in the storm because yeah. Thrawn straight up shot him, and then he came down, and then he was gonna kill him. And I was like, oh snap, they killed the space moose. Yeah. And then he wasn't. He was like laughing. So I still have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, it was I very don't. Weird. I. I didn't like him after this episode because he was so like. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm not getting involved. It's like, come on, dude, dude pick a side. Pick a you yeah. know, with orders at your door, pick a side. Right. Um, but I, mm, I feel differently about him now. Loved him up until now. Hmm. But now it's just, I don't know, he became a storm. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And it's weird for me because I always felt kind of unsettled about him. I never liked him and I never hated him. And then it, it the unsettlement like continued in this episode. So, um, you're like, I, now I definitely don't. Yeah, I think, though, that the first half of this finale was maybe my favorite episode of the entire season. Um, okay. I really liked it. It was very cinematic. It, it felt like a movie, and it flowed very well. It was very fluid. I have a problem with Rebels sometimes because I feel like it, it it's a little too cut and paste, and I felt like this episode was planned very well, and... Um, the timing went very well, whereas, like I mentioned in Twin Suns, the timing fell off to me. Um, it, it was right. it flowed together really nicely, so I did like that. Um, and for I sure. really liked how Thrawn had more of a presence because I've been waiting for that. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but it just makes mm-hmm. me wonder: like, is season four just going to be another chase with Thrawn? Like. Right. Are they going to bring in somebody else or how's yeah. that? I have the same. I was wondering the same thing. If we had the big finale with Thrawn and he basically was like, oh, they got away again. And that's how we end the season. Yeah, that's kind of uh, a, not a very exciting ending. It's just like, OK, we're going to do this all over again next season. <laughs> right, right. Uh, rest in peace, Sato. Oh, bless his heart. What a way to go. Beautiful. That was really and cool. Those two guys that stayed behind. I was like, Aww. oh, the rebels have yeah. my heart. I love how Sabine was, so- was back. That made me very happy, and she was super cool when she was flying in space. And Ezra got a cool outfit with like yeah. a new, like a space suit with a helmet. That was pretty neat. I love it when they get new outfits. It makes me excited. Yeah. Because I'm like, ooh, they're I, gonna I'm make still- an action figure of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to cosplays. Yes. I'm so. I'm still wondering, and I asked the story group, and they don't have an answer yet. Um, why is Ezra's lightsaber green? Crystals don't change color. I thought his and lightsaber I was asked, always green. No, it was blue originally. The one with the blaster. The one that really? he also shot that they destroyed. It was blue. Yeah, now it's green. And there's been no reason. No nothing. And uh, I'm trying to figure it out. I asked uh, Matt Martin of the story group, and he's like, well, you know, that story hasn't been uh, delved into yet. But I think it's a new crystal. I don't know. So nothing official, but hmm. I don't know. The crystals bond to the person, and that's what makes the color. Uh, Interesting. So, I don't know. I um, anytime I see his green, I'm like, why? I saw your tweet about that, and I guess it didn't register to me that his lightsaber was blue. I guess I didn't really pay much attention to it. Um, yep, it was blue. That's interesting. And that's so, very strange. So anytime I see it green, I'm like, oh, cool. And I love that he's like a legit Jedi. I loved how Kanan took down the AT-AT. Yes. Oh, man. I did like Kanan like in this episode, too. I was kind of hoping for, an, like, a better Kanan-Hera moment. Like, I don't Yeah, know. she called him love. She did. My mom texted me that because I, I watched the episode at 10 o'clock, <laughs> and then my mom watched it at 11 whenever it, it went on TV. And she texted me. She's like, OMG, she called him love. And I'm like, I know, mother. Um, <laughs> I want them to to smooch a little bit, though. I just want like a little kiss on the forehead or something. I'm waiting for that moment. Where's the contact? Give yes. It. Hold hands. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. But Tell Hera, your feelings. <laughs> Hera is so freaking awesome. And I love, yes. love, 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 love everything they've done with her character. She is like so in charge and she doesn't take anybody's crap yeah. and it just makes me super happy She's i liked her cool. a lot in this episode i did too she was very strong yeah very much i mean she's calling the shots yeah she's telling people where to go what to do and oh, it was great captain Sindula. oh so awesome eventually general i know spoilers <laughs> just kidding no, we've talked about this on Roblox. previous shows 
because we freaked out about it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's a general now. Yeah. <laughs> general, did you see Chopper? Yeah. <laughs> So does but, that wrap yeah, up good. your really... opinions on Rebels? What do you think of the entire season overall? Um, it was okay. If you if you put all of it, it was okay. Um, had some great moments. I loved through Imperial Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Trials of episodes. the Dark Saber. That was great. Um, Twin Sons was a highlight for me. Um, and then this one was great. The others were okay. Mm-hmm. A little back and forth. As a season, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that. I'd say I'd say it was okay. It was it was good. Was it great? It was, it was good. good. Yeah, I, uh, I think season two was so phenomenal that. Oh yeah, well, it was kind of hard beat. to top that. Agreed. That's that why is... whenever you're like, "What's your favorite episode?" It's always Twilight of the Apprentice. Yes. Oh. But then, like, how do you beat the? the emotional turmoil of Ahsoka and Vader. Like, you, good luck. You can't. Good luck. Everything else is like, se- what's your second favorite episode? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I thought, it, I thought it was good. I agree. It was, it was good. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see what they'll do in season four, and I hope they shake things up a lot, because I think if the entire season involves Thrawn and the Rebels and escaping... It's gonna get a little bland, so uh, maybe they'll yeah. maybe they'll bring in some more people from like Rogue One or A New Hope. Maybe we'll actually get to see Luke like close up, you know, rather than just running across a field a hundred miles away. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. Though. That moment was awesome. Oh, you're hoping yeah, for oh, Cassian? Yeah, it really was. Yeah, next season. That's my hope. I want to see Cassian because we know he was Fulcrum at one point. Yes, I'm hoping uh, for that. So as I'm. Well. I'm I want Cassie, and I want to see what Callus is going to do now that he's like actually in the rebellion. Yes, get a new outfit. So that's um, <laughs> I know. All about the. Outfit. Give him some sort of like rebel armor. Yeah, that'd be super cool. All right, well, I think that wraps up that's... our rebels chat. Um, yes. Looking forward to season Good. four. <laughs> we have something exciting to talk about, though. Kind of relates to celebration, but I wanted to save it for the end because I'm doing a dorky diva meetup at celebration. Yeah. And you're going to be there. So it's like a Dorky Diva be show meetup, which is very exciting. Yes. Um, it's going to be on Feature. Friday of Celebration at 7 p.m. And we'll just be hanging out in the lobby of the Rosen Center Hotel, which is attached to the convention center. So you can like go to the convention, have some dinner, head over to the hotel, hang out with us all night. And I'm going to have, we'll have pins. we're going to have pins and we're going to have stickers yes. with very special Dorky Diva Show artwork on them. And if you like droids, you're going to love these pins and stickers because all of the coolest droids are on these pins and stickers. So I'm excited about that. Yes. And I did this because since I'll be working at the convention this year, I know I won't be seeing a lot of you guys in line for panels or walking around the exhibit hall. Um, and I really, really, really want to see all of my friends and see new faces and meet people that listen to my show or follow my blog. So I thought it would just be easiest if I had one meetup time and Friday night worked out best for me. I know some of you are going to be at the Galactic Nights event at Disney. Some of you might be at the 501st Banquet. Um, if you can't make it to this event, I'll try to, you know, Hopefully you'll catch me while I'm running around the convention center, but this would be the best time to come talk to me or meet Brian. So um, we're excited to see you guys because this is the first time I've ever done something like this. And I think it'll be really fun. Like I'm super excited for it. And we're going to have cool dorky diva show shirts for Brian and I, and mine is going to be glittery. uh, So I'm really excited about that too. And mine's not going to be glittery, so I'm like slightly less excited, but it, it's okay. I almost told my t-shirt guy to put glitter on yours, but I decided to spare <laughs> you. <laughs> I was like, I don't think he'll be cool with that. I'll give him a regular one. So anyways, that's very yes. exciting. Again, that's on Friday at 7 p.m. Um, in the Rosen Center lobby. I made a Facebook event for this, so if you go to my Facebook page at Facebook dot com slash the dorky diva you can rsvp just so i have an idea of like you know how many people will be coming through during the night and how big of an area i need to find for us to hang out at um but i'm excited it'll be fun it'll be really casual uh hopefully a lot of people will show up and we can just have a great little time together 
like a yes. little like a little family reunion. Like a little family reunion. So cute. My dorky diva family. All right, guys. That wraps up the March episode of the Dorky Diva Show. I want to give a shout out to my Patreon subscribers who pledge $5 a month or more. Those people are Joanna, Sherry, Aaron, Brian, Brian, Jamie, Mike, Amanda, Anthony, Chris, and Florian. Thank you guys so much for dedicating $5 a month to the Dorky Diva. You guys are awesome. And Brian, where can people find you on social media before we wrap this up? I am Jedi Brian on everything. Easy. Twitter, Instagram, all of it. Easy peasy. Jedi you Brian with an I. With an I. Brian with an I. Yes. Uh, you Not can, that wise. No, we don't do wise. That's <laughs> me. Um, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the dorky diva. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Savannah underscore Kiefer. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We hope to see you at celebration and we'll catch you next time on the April show of the dorky diva show. Bye. Hi, I'm Greg from hero ministries. Are you attending star Wars celebration, but disappointed that you will miss your regular Easter services? We have you covered. We are a group of Star Wars fans that work to offer a non-denominational Christian worship service at conventions like Star Wars Celebration. We are returning to Star Wars Celebration for the third time this year, and we will be hosting a Good Friday service on April 14th at 7.30pm in the Lake Moselle Room at the Hilton Orlando. Come enjoy an hour of worship, testimony, and teaching with us. For more information, you can find us at HeroMinistries.org. Don't miss us on Friday, April 14th at 7.30 p.m. in the Lake Mazelle Room at the Hilton Orlando. We can't wait to see you at Celebration.